welcome, to the highlight of civilization while it lasts. It's called Coffee with Scott Adams, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Would you like to take your experience to levels that nobody's ever heard of before? Of course you would. And all you need for that is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tankard, shells to stein, a canteen, jug, a flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine hit of the day. The thing that makes everything better, a little bit of oxytocin today, go. I think I was supposed to say, it's the simultaneous sip and it happens now. Well, let's see if that sip was enough to heal the republic. Ooh, not looking so good. Uh, an update, I told you yesterday that I was hacked on the Locals platform. It wasn't a hack. It's even funnier than that. What I thought happened was when I tweeted that I was going to be on Locals, there's a, a picture or an image from Locals that gets picked up automatically. And it had turned from my uh, image without my knowledge, and it turned into uh, a Dilbert with a KKK a necktie. <laughs> which somebody had cleverly created to make their point. And it turns out it wasn't a hack that locals had actually paid somebody in another country to update that image, and they grabbed that image from uh, the Internet and did not know there was anything wrong with the necktie. (laughs) So it was just somebody who was not, not familiar with American culture who just thought, well, that's a perfectly good image. I like how this looks. So I thought it was going to be some like amazing hack. I was so proud of the hacker. I was like, oh, that would be the best hack. But it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm very disappointed that somebody did not do that intentionally. It would have been one for the ages. I thought it was a good, good hack. But we'll take it as a good coincidence. Well, you probably know the big story is about uh, the possibility that has been leaked that uh, this Alvin Bragg Manhattan DA is going to indict and arrest Trump on Tuesday, maybe. And the news is reporting that, you know, they're they're talking about whether he'll be handcuffed. (laughs) Now, I'm going to agree with Sebastian Gorka, who I just heard him on a Spaces call, say that uh, if you think that somebody who got 72 million votes is going to be handcuffed in front of the public, you're crazy. I would like to believe that's true. But this might be the only situation in which Trump's own lawyers would argue, go ahead and handcuff him. You know, you want to be safe. No, we don't think it's necessary. Oh, I don't know. He's our client, and he can be unpredictable. You ought to put those handcuffs on. No, I don't think it's necessary in this case. Well... I think the law treats everybody the same, doesn't it? Aren't you supposed to be representing the president? Well, yes, but more importantly, I represent the legal system, and I don't think people should be treated differently just because they're high profile. I I think maybe you should put the handcuffs on. Maybe you should. (laughs) If he gets handcuffed, he's your next president. What do you think? If he gets handcuffed, he's your next president. Yeah. I, 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 would, I, I hate to say it, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. 
Because there's a theme for today's live stream. Here's the theme. That's too far. Have you noticed there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the country that you would describe as going too far? It's a lot of stuff that started with good ideas. You know, the, the law should be equally applied. Excellent idea. Excellent. Good idea. Um, people should be treated with respect. Love it. And, and part of that would be referring to them in terms that are polite and they're comfortable with. I like that. That's good stuff. But do you think we've gone too far? I love the fact that an adult human in the United States can have surgery to turn their body into whatever makes them more comfortable, gender-wise or even just cosmetically if they want. They're adults. It's a free country-ish. Go ahead. But when you extend that to children, is that too far? That's too far. When you put handcuffs on or even talk about putting handcuffs on Trump for, we'll talk about what he did, doesn't that feel a little too far? It's a little too far. Right. And I feel as though there's a whole bunch of stuff that's hitting the same category. Do you think that canceling me was too far? What do you think? Canceling me, too far? Well, the right would say too far. The left would say, you got what you... You effed around and found out. That, that's the funniest insult I'm getting. People are saying, well, you, you, you effed around and you found out. To which I said, you didn't hear me complaining. Why are we even talking about it? Is it your complaint? If it's not your complaint, it's not a conversation. If I complain, well, maybe you'd have something to say about that. But no, I didn't eff around and find out. I made something happen. It happened a little bigger than I thought it was going to happen, but I'm entirely comfortable with the outcome because I think I'm one of the canaries in the coal mine in this situation. It's just too far. And I think it's time to throw down the gauntlet. We would not hire these people, these people being the woke. And I don't mean woke as an attitude, which is fine. I like being woke as an attitude. But once you bring that into my life and you put your wokeness on me, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. And I think that we've reached a point where everything is now too far because there was no stopping it. And the reason it went too far is that white men were afraid to say anything. That's it. That's the whole story. White men were afraid to say anything because the penalty was too high. Well, fuck everybody. The penalty is too high, but I said it anyway. I said it to piss off anybody I could piss off. The reason was to piss off. But the purpose is to make a change, a change that would be good for everybody. Not just good for me, because there's nothing that's going to help me. I've I've sacrificed myself to to the system at this point. So it's not about me. But if you're okay with where things are going... Stay silent. If you're not, just say you wouldn't hire these people. These people not being black people. No, no. No, I'm not talking about black people. I love black people. I don't like the mindset that says I'm the problem. I don't like the mindset that says children can be altered just because they think they should be. 
There's something completely broken here, and the problem is that white men, in particular, are just shutting the fuck up because you're afraid of getting fired, afraid of getting canceled. I think everything's gone too far. I think that the anti-white movement is just so grotesque and so bad for the country that it's time that black America finds out you went too far. Black America, you went too fucking far. I'm telling you because nobody else will. Now, am I defending my comments? Of course not. They were meant to inflame. They were meant to attract attention. They were meant to piss you off. They were meant to to deeply trouble you. That's what I did intentionally. I don't apologize. It's too fucking far. You've just taken it too fucking far. All right? It's time. It's time. Not because of Trump. I mean, the Trump thing's too far. But it's just too far. Too far. All right, let's see how many other things have gone too far. Well, let's talk about Trump a little bit more. Do you even care what he was accused of? It's not really important to the story, is it? It's not. And, and when you hear that some DA found a clever legal way to take something that had already been dismissed by the feds, already dismissed as not important enough to, to go after, and that he found a way to cleverly combine things to turn it into a felony, that's too far. That is too far. If this were happening to Biden, it would be too far. It's not political. This is not political. Too far. Too far. Um, Let me give you some uh, other stories that seem to be in the same vein. Um, You heard about this story last week. The students at Stanford Law, they they had a judge come in who was a conservative judge, and he was uh, protested to the point where he couldn't speak. And then the uh, Washington Beacon uh, published some of the names of the protesters. And the protesters are very angry that their public protest against a public person included their names. Well, if you're not proud of your protest, why'd you do it? You're not proud of your protest? Why, why wouldn't you want your name associated with it if it's such a good fucking idea? If it's such a good idea, put your name on it. The joke's on you. None of you are going to get jobs. You're not, I mean, you're, you're going to have half as much opportunity. Everybody who protested this stupid, stupid, too far protest, too far. Um, yeah, your names are going to be forever listed as people who went too far. And if somebody wants to hire an idiot like this, go ahead. You want to hire an idiot? These are all idiots. These are people in the, you know, who are protesting somebody who was a legitimate member of society, broke no laws, is a lawyer, well, a lawyer and a, a judge, and, and they're not even going to let him talk? Too far. Yeah, you don't get a job. Sorry, you're unemployable. Everybody who was at that protest, you're unemployable. Let's get their names. How about, uh, here's some other uh, backlash. So they're in California, not too far from where I live, there was a diversity, equity, and inclusion director who is being uh, forced out of the job or getting a lot of pressure. What did she force out? I think she was fired. And she was accused of white speaking, 
Okay? That's, that's pretty bad, white speaking. Um, and she was accused of, and here's the real part, uh, she was accused of not being gender inclusive because she didn't want to use the terms Latinx and Filipinex. Did you know that Filipinex was a thing? Oh, I'm not done yet. She's black. She's black. Or she identifies as black. Um, it, her, her photo is a little less clear, but she identifies as black. <laughs> and even she, it's her job to police this kind of bad behavior that she's accused of. And even she says, do you know what she says? Too far. You took it too far. It's just too far. And even she couldn't handle it. She was like, this is now crazy. Latinx and Filipinx, and you lose your job for that? She's a black woman who got accused of white supremacy. That actually happened. It's too far. That's too far. It's time for the sane people to take over, because you're not sane. This is mental illness that you're pretending is some kind of a political statement. Fucking mental illness. Let's say what it is. The woke people have some kind of mental illness, not all of them, because the idea of wokeness I agree with is fine. But when you take it to Latinx and Filipinx and you want somebody fired for it, you have a fucking mental illness. We're treating their mental illness like it's your, your problem. No, they should never be hired. They should have some kind of therapy. And, and I think you know, the media is responsible for instilling this mental illness. All right. Um, and she actually says, this was the DEI uh, person who got fired, and she says, and actually many of my friends who are trans activists and non-binary people actually said all of this makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm constantly being demanded to state my pronouns. Uh, according to her lived experience, the very people that the Wokies are trying to protect are saying, can you leave us alone a little bit? Like, just maybe give us a little less attention, please. <laughs> too far. It's just too far. How about uh, Bill Maher last night? More on the same theme. He was talking about the ridiculous uh, reparations plan that San Francisco came up with. And, of course, like everybody else, he just mocks it as being openly stupid. Let's stop calling this about race. This reparation plan is a bunch of stupid people doing stupid shit. This is stupid stuff. It's too far. It's ridiculous. It's obvious to anybody. None of them should ever get a job anywhere. Anybody associated with this recommendation of the reparations, I wouldn't, fi- I wouldn't hire them for anything. Right? Anybody who agrees with it, I wouldn't hire them for anything. I don't care what your color is. don't care who you are. If this is your mindset that, that the, the non-slave state of California should even consider taking money from anybody else and giving it to black Americans who had you know, no association with uh, any recent problems anyway, uh, it's too far. It's crazy, it's stupid, and you should never get a job if you're associated with it. It's time, to, time for some uh, backlash. Even CNN today is talking about, do you remember Kendi, the author of the book... Uh, had to be an anti-racist or something. And he was the, the big go-to guy during George Floyd. And 
he would be the one to explain what systemic racism is and how important it is. And apparently he says there's a, uh, some of his books are now being removed from schools and libraries because there's, what he says is a, some kind of a campaign by conservative commentators against what they're calling systemic wokeness. It's a backlash against systemic wokeness, a phrase I would like all of you to adopt. Yeah, systemic wokeness is a real thing. Now, systemic racism is real. Not denying that. that that's sort of obvious, in my, my opinion. But, yeah, systemic wokeness is ruining the country uh, as, uh, even more actively at the moment. Um, he said, uh, he said uh, the momentum was crushed, his momentum... Uh, what he would call his anti-racist momentum, was crushed by a pretty well-organized force and movement of people who were seeking to conserve racism. You fucking asshole. No. You asshole. You're just an asshole. Let's stop talking about this as race. This Kennedy guy is just a big, giant asshole. Has nothing to do with his color. This is an asshole. All right? The people who are pushing back are not defending racism. You asshole. No, they're defending sanity. They're defending a system that could work. They're trying to get rid of you, asshole, because you're ruining the whole fucking thing. So there's a little pushback. Now, that's the story on CNN. Do you think CNN would have run in kind of an anti-Kendi story? I mean, it was a little bit balanced because it showed his side as well. But even the fact that they ran the story that there's a backlash against him. You don't think that the white people at CNN feel it too? Of course they do. Of course they do. Because <laughs> everybody does. All right. Um, just to be clear, I don't endorse any violence for anything, except maybe against the cartels. But there is going to be a push and all it requires is some honesty. Now, honesty is really dangerous. It can be more dangerous than violence in some ways. You will get canceled. But maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. And when I, and when I say that uh, white men are going to be rising up, I don't mean in a racist way. I mean in a common sense way, in a way that would be good for everybody. They're not going to try to make anything worse for black people. If anything, they try to make it better. But it's just time. White men, you've got to be honest, and you've got to say it's too far, and you've got to put your foot down. You've got to say that the Kendys are assholes, the Wokesters are assholes, none of them should ever have a job, and they can die in the gutter. Well, it's too far. I don't want them to die in the gutter. But if they're going to ruin my country, which appears to be what's happening... It, don't ask for a lot of sympathy. They, they need maybe some mental health um, you know, resources. I wouldn't mind that, by the way. I wouldn't mind some mental health resources for the overwoke. You know, anybody who thinks that Philippine X and Latinx is a necessary addition to our system, you just need some counseling. I don't need to change about that. And by the way, I'm perfectly open to adopting to you know, new and better ways to deal with each other. I like change. Change is fine, but not from the idiots. All right? The change shouldn't come from the idiots. Let's get the idiots off the, off the field. 
has nothing to do with black and white. And as soon as you let them tell you it's about black and white, or you know, boy versus girl or anything else, you're losing. It's fucking idiots against people who have some rational sense left about how to make the system work. It's not about the people. We need a system that all of us can fit into and thrive. And they're breaking the system, the best system that's ever existed. Best one that's ever existed. Let me say again, Just uh, I saw Colin Kaepernick's name go by. You remember that I, I've been and continue to be a huge supporter of Colin Kaepernick's protest because it was so offensive. Because it was offensive. Not because I agreed with all of his thoughts, but I thought, that, I thought it was you know, worthy of focusing on to see what's what. So I thought that that was all good. Now, the fact that you hated it is why it was good. That's why it was good. The fact that I pissed off half of the country with my intentional provocation is the Colin Kaepernick play. I mean, he's literally my role model. I thought, yeah, that worked. So I'll do it on a small scale, too. I didn't realize it would become a big scale. I miscalculated that. But he was definitely my role model. So how about a little honesty? You want a little honesty for a change? Yeah. The whole woke movement is a backward, stupid, anti-success, anti-white movement. We're completely done with it. I have no patience for it whatsoever. If I see a sniff of it, I'm automatically going to put you at the bottom of the list for hiring. You're not going to be my friend. I don't want to spend time with you. Now, a lot of people probably are asking me, Scott, what's it like being canceled and being labeled a racist? No fucking different from being a Trump supporter. No fucking difference. It's exactly like being a Trump supporter. For the last several years, I was also uncomfortable being around anybody black because they had been told I'm a racist for supporting a person who happened to be a Republican who had been branded by the asshole press completely illegitimately to believe in a narrative which was fucking ridiculous from the first moment on, the fine people hoax, the fucking bleach hoax, the, the Russia collusion fucking hoax. Every part of this was illegitimate, lying bullshit. And I got slimed just by being a part of it. Well, fuck you and fuck everybody else. If you're gonna, if you're gonna just slime me for supporting a particular president that I thought had a, 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 sense, a set of skills that we needed at that time, well, fuck all of you. I don't feel comfortable with you. I don't feel comfortable with you. You did that to your own fucking self. I didn't do that to you. I'm not the one who made you think that somebody voting for a Republican fucking hated you. No, I didn't do that. I love black people. Always have. I love black people. I hate what has been done to them. I hate that that they've been brainwashed. Not they, right? You know, every statement of anybody is, is always talking about many people. No statement refers to all the people in the group. All right? Can we, can we all be fucking less idiots for a minute and, and act like when somebody says black people, do they ever mean all of them? Do they ever, ever, do they ever mean all of them? When black people say white people are racist, do they fucking mean every one of them? No, never. It's only the illegitimate fucking press that would tell you that they meant that. You don't be a fucking idiot. 
Don't be a fucking idiot. It never means everybody. It never means everybody. Ever. It's too far. Going too far. So yes, I am uncomfortable in the presence of anybody who has been brainwashed to think that just having an opinion about a Republican president or anything in that domain makes you a fucking racist. I'm done. You can call me a racist all day long. I'm out of your little fucking prison. I'm a free man. And I'm dangerous now. That's what you did. That's what you did. Now, I plan to keep this productive. The first productive thing I'm going to do is be honest. I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I'm going to tell you the price. All right? You can do anything you want as a free country. Within the law, do anything you want. But the price is I'm going to have fucking hate you. I'm going to fucking hate you if you come out with me with the mindset that I'm your problem because I'm white or male. If your problem with me is that I'm white and that I'm male, I'm done. I'm not going to pretend anymore that I like you. Stay the fuck away from me. And that's not about black people. That's everybody who has the attitude that I'm the problem because of my, my color or my gender. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to hire you, don't want to work with you, don't want to be your friend. If that's cool with you and you're getting enough benefit of pressing this anti-white behavior, if that's working for you, keep doing it. It's a free country and you're, you have free speech. Keep doing it. But you need to know that white people are fucking done. White men in particular. Fucking done. We're done. Too far. Too far. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to be productive. You know that I've created a... Um, I'm trying to create some counter-programming to the, let's say, the narrative that uh, you should look backwards for your, uh, for your inspiration. Let's look at all the, the horrors of the past in slavery and discrimination. They were horrors. Nobody denies it. We should all know it. It should be part of history. Totally in favor of Black History Month. But if you're going to take a losing perspective... And everybody, any, any adult knows that looking backwards is a losing play. If you're not going to use the tools of success that everybody uses to succeed, don't make that my problem. I'm going to make sure that everybody understands, as much as I can, the tools of success. You don't have to use you know, my books or any of my, anything that I might sell in the future. Uh, at the moment, I don't have anything you buy anyway. <laughs> I'm canceled. But... If I do, it's not about that. It's about we have a whole country that's been taught a losing path. The losing path is division for no fucking good reason. The losing path is looking backwards at all your grievances instead of having some positivity and looking forward. If you're going to fight with me instead of ask me how to be successful when you know I can help you, That's sort of on you, isn't it? All right. Did you watch that the white people in America canceled the most useful voice in race relations? Me. Right? I'm the first useful person because I told you what the fucking problem is. The problem is that you've been sold this grievance package 
that will destroy your life if you buy into it. If instead you buy into a model in which each individual can have access to the tools of success, that doesn't make it easy. You're still going to have to work. But if you take a positive approach, which I'm completely dedicated to helping any young person learn that, and again, for free, right? I'm not selling the service. I'm trying for free to tell people how to break out of their little mental prison that mostly white people have put them in, plus a bunch of race grifters like Kendi, fucking asshole, and a lot of other people who are just assholes. So don't let assholes make you think that it's black and white. We don't have a black and white problem except that we've been told to have one. You've been sold a division so that the people in charge, presumably, don't have any heat on them. In other news, there's a big population decline in Asia. (laughs) Big population decline in Asia. I'm guessing I won't be monetized today on YouTube. Um, Did you know that China, South Korea, and Japan are all having major population declines? I didn't know how bad it was. But you have to, you know, yeah, you need a reproduction rate of 2.1 to, or, or greater to build your population. And right now, the fertility rate in Japan is 1.3. It's not even close. I didn't know that. Like, I knew that you needed to be 2.1 to grow your population, but I would have guessed it was more like 1.9. It's 1.3. That is a major problem. Um, and it's even worse in South Korea. In South Korea, it's 0.81. 0.81. So 2.1 is break-even to you know, stay ahead. They're, they're dead. And apparently they've all spent money to try to get the, uh, you know, the birth rate up, but money doesn't do it. Yeah, money won't do it. Didn't make any difference. So there's something about the way society is organized, and I'm thinking that, or, well, this is some speculation, that part of it is the changing roles of men and women. What do you think? Is it purely economical, or is it the fact that we're just not organized as a, the point of the mom is to have babies? You know, if your point is not to have babies, like you're born thinking, well, that's sort of my role in life, I grow up and have babies. Now, I'm not saying you, that should be your life, I'm saying that that's just as a change. I think that's maybe at least a third of it. Maybe a third of it is economics. Maybe a third of it is selfishness or something else. But, uh, yeah, this problem is going to come back to us, the United States, already here, I guess. At the moment, the United States has massive immigration, and that's not really an option in Japan or South Korea or China, is it? Like, I don't see any of those countries adopting massive immigration. The United this is one of those, uh, here's the good news. You want to hear the good news? I think the United States is the best country in the world for uh, mixing people, especially immigrants. Uh, you know, part of it is the size. You know, we've got some scale. But I don't think any country is more successful or will be uh, of 
incorporating and you know, making productive people who just got into the country. It could be, somebody says Brazil. I don't know too much about Brazil. Um, Canada, Canada too, maybe. But I think that that ability might be what protects the country in the future. If this population thing keeps happening, the U.S. will be the only one that's got a growing population doing it the hard way through immigration. Or maybe that's the easy way. I don't know. You say Australia? So there might be a few other countries, but it could be that uh, we could certainly imagine a world in which uh, mass illegal immigration is what saved you. Is that possible? That mass illegal immigration would be one of our greater economic strengths? Because remember, you know, I'll, I'll agree with the notion that mass immigration has an immediate cost. Right? The, the year somebody comes in, it's just probably more cost than benefit. But if the alternative is a shrinking population, that's really bad. That's really bad. So immigration has its own set of problems, which nobody's ignoring. I mean, we're all aware that it has its set of problems. But it might be actually necessary. You know, the, the one thing about the future that we can all agree on, nobody can predict it. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that nobody can predict anything? You know, it was, what, two years ago, China was going to grow forever and run everything, and, you know, Russia was one of the major powers, and now they don't even have a military that anybody cares about. And, like, everything's different in just a few years. So I wouldn't be surprised if our narrative about immigration turns from, oh, no, it's mostly bad, conservatives would say, to, oh, I guess we kind of needed that. That, that's something that totally happened. All right, Trump's back on Facebook. I guess maybe that happened a few days ago. I don't think he's going back on Twitter. What do you think? I think that as long as he has some economic interest in truth socially, he just can't go back on Twitter for business reasons. But I don't know if truth social would last beyond Trump. See, that's a big question for truth. Will truth still be as interesting if Trump, you know, let's say he lost an election or retired. I don't know. It might be more interesting because he might create a a media empire or something. Well, here is the most interesting story of the day. Uh, Elon Musk says that Twitter will use AI in the coming months to detect and highlight manipulation of public opinion on this platform. Now, A number of people um, interpreted this as he was going to use AI to censor stuff. He didn't say that. (laughs) He didn't say AI was going to, you know, censor anything. (laughs) Hey, Gregory, you are a piece of shit. Gregory Wright, you're just a complete asshole. You know, I wonder how much people understand that the difference between what they do... Sorry, there's just a... Somebody said I should have dinner with Nick Fuentes. Talk about, talk about missing the point. Like, Greg, you were just a fucking barnacle on the ass of life. You know, you're, you're like a pimple on a, on a serial killer's balls. You are fucking worthless. Because that comment had no use in modern and useful society. It was, it was just a negative 
for somebody who's actually trying to make a difference. Like, do you think I'm trying to make things worse, Greg? Do you, do you think that this rant and, the, and my prior one was all about making stuff worse? Is that what you think? Is that what you got out of all this? That's, that's the best you could do? That was the highest level your brain could go to? Oh, oh, Nick Fuentes, oh. Great job, Greg. I don't think social media is for you. All right, what else is going on? Let's talk about the Hunter Biden files. So I've recommended this account before on Twitter, uh, Kanakoa the Great. Anyway, he's got a long thread. Now, some of this is stuff you've heard, but I just want to put it in the context of Trump being arrested. Think about what Trump is alleged to have done, which is used a sort of a trick to pay off Stormy Daniels in a way that it wouldn't look like he was paying her directly. So that, that's basically what the alleged crime is about. Now, first of all, I don't even think it should be a crime, but okay, let's say it is. Um, let's compare that to what Hunter and the Biden crime family are alleged to have done. This is just a sample and a, a very long thread. Um, and I'll read uh, Kanakoa's uh, words here. Uh, He said, uh, among other things, he said, the Bidens sold access to the highest levels of the U.S. government to officials linked to Chinese intelligence. Would you agree this statement is correct based on the text and the emails we've seen? And the answer is yes. The the emails say it directly. So, yeah, the Bidens did sell access to the highest levels of the government uh, to, to people known to be linked, closely linked, to Chinese intelligence. Right. In 2017 email, Hunter wrote uh, that the CFC is this company, a Chinese company linked to the government, as they all are, uh, said that uh, Yi Zhengming had agreed to, quote, to a rate of $10 million per year for a three-year guarantee of $30 million for, quote, introductions alone. Just introductions. $30 million to the Biden family which then they shared among them for introductions. Now, that's legal, right? That's completely legal, isn't it? Can anybody... As far as I know, if you were... Uh, I don't know if you'd have to be a registered. Is it a FARA thing? Would it, would it be... Uh, it's not the Logan Act, is it? Yeah. So there might be some like technical things he should have done, you know, maybe. But I think it's legal if you if you're uh, not hiding it. I think it's legal. Maybe the Logan Act. I don't know. I don't know my law well enough to to know what is is not legal there. But certainly we can't be comfortable with it. Yeah, you know, I think we could say if it is legal, it definitely should not be. If it is. But here's some other things. Uh, On January 3rd, 2019, Hunter Biden admitted that the Biden family was a criminal organization that funneled money to Joe Biden for the last three decades. Well, calling it a criminal organization, that would depend if these are technically crimes. But there doesn't seem to be any doubt that the family operated as a unit to shake down other countries for access. So to me, it looks like sort of a, you know, shake down access kind of a model. I mean, that's what it looks like. That's all we can know at this point. Uh, and at one point, 
Hunter wrote in an email to somebody, he says, but don't worry, unlike Pop, meaning Joe Biden, I won't make you give me half your salary. (laughs) So this would indicate that Joe was hiding the fact that he was receiving money in large amounts. Let me ask you this. If you give large amounts of money to somebody, don't you have to claim that on your taxes? It's a gift, right? If you give anybody more than, what, $10,000 or something a year? Yeah, above 10000 you have to claim it on your taxes. Do you think he claimed it on his taxes? I don't know. Would it be income? Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Would it... Would it be, uh, wouldn't Joe Biden have to claim it as income? No, not income. If it's not, if it's not income, why is he working for the money? If you do work, which is the introductions, you provide a work payment, and then somebody pays you for that work, you tell me that's not taxable? Okay, I'm no tax accountant. But if you agree to do work, and then you're paid for that work, that is a taxable event. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there's no accountant who's going to talk me out of that. Uh, like a, I don't have a CPA, but you're not going to talk me out of work for money not being taxable in the United States. That's very taxable. You think that was claimed on his taxes? Of course not. Of course not. Is, is that a bigger deal than whatever Trump is accused of? Yeah. Like, a lot bigger deal. A lot. What else? Let's see. Uh, um, in 2018, Joe Biden called Hunter Biden to discuss the New York Times article detailing his son's dealing with the, quote, spy chief of China. And Biden said to Hunter on that, he said, I think you're clear, which basically proved that he did talk to Hunter about his dealings with China. So, you know, Joe Biden saying, I don't know anything about this, was obviously not true. Um, In 2017, FBI agents arrested Hunter Biden's business partner, Patrick Ho, the spy chief of China, for bribing the president of Chad and Uganda's foreign minister. Okay, so we do know that Hunter Biden's business partner is not only the spy chief of China, but for some reason he got arrested for, well, not some reason, but he was arrested for bribing the president of Chad and Uganda. So we know he's a spy chief who bribes governments. We know he's a spy chief who bribes governments. <laughs> he's a serial government briber. So it's like his whole job is bribing government people. And Hunter was working with him, and he gave Hunter money for introductions. Um, do you remember that uh, the money w- Hunter's uh, Hunter's lawyer called it good faith seed money? It was a separate payment, a different one, but it was, it was just good faith seed money because that's really a thing. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a good faith seed money. <laughs> that's called a bribe. <laughs> Um, when Tony, when Tony Bobulinski, so this was also Hunter's partner, expressed concern about the Biden's ability to overrule him on corporate decisions, Hunter let Bobulinski know that the CEFC, that's that company in China, China Energy, 
was in business to, quote, to be partners with the Bidens, and that, quote, the number one, uh, meaning President Xi, has made that clear. China's... <laughs> so that, that President Xi, according to Hunter, made it clear that the China energy was in business to be partners with the Bidens. So we have it. This links President Xi of China with a known uh, government briber, who is a serial briber of governments, and then Hunter describes that that is their relationship. It's a bribery relationship. He just doesn't word, use the word bribery. He says it directly. <laughs> now, I don't know the difference between bribing for access or paying for access versus actually getting a different decision. Now, if, if they were bribing the U.S. government or somebody in it to make a different decision, well, that's as illegal as you could be. But is it as illegal to have access? Well, if it's China, it's not good. It's not good. All right. Uh, Hunter Biden acted as a, quote, personal attorney to the, this China energy company and Ye Jimeng in a $9 billion deal to purchase... 14% of Russian oil giant at Rosneft. So here the Bidens were also bailing out Putin. They're bailing out Russia because Rosneft had a bunch of sanctions on it, so it had to sell. So Biden helped them sell. <laughs> Again, probably not technically illegal, but do you want, do you want Hunter to be uh, bailing Putin out? for the benefit of China. I mean, this is just so bad, even if it's not illegal. But apparently, people who know what is and is not legal have claimed that there are hundreds of laws broken in this you know, episode of Hunter in China. I don't know about that. But uh, the claim is hundreds of laws broken. Um, the Bidens received at least $31 million from Chinese businessmen linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. That should be the whole story, right? If all you knew is they got $31 million, uh, yeah, if that's all you knew, that, that should be enough to you know, move on it. Um, he, Hunter admitted in his own words that his business partners worked for Chinese intelligence. He once said to, in one of his uh, emails, I guess, quote, my representation of the effing spy chief of China. So he was... He was aware that he was a lawyer for the spy chief of China. Now, again, I don't know if that's illegal, but could it be worse? <laughs> I don't think it could be worse. It just seems illegal. Seems illegal. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, should get me canceled for everything. And uh, let's go about our day today and watch the outrages that are being perpetrated on the people of this country. And I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm going to say bye to uh, YouTube, maybe forever. <laughs> if I'm not back here today, uh, you, you can look for it on Locals or Rumble. We'll, we'll see how YouTube deals with this. By the way, did I violate any YouTube terms? 
Did you see me violate any terms of service? I don't believe so. You know, I, I swore a little bit, but it was in context. Yeah, it, you know, if you swear in context, meaning that you know it's it's something you mean, as opposed to just being something that swears a lot, there, there should be a difference because one of them is for purpose, and the other is gratuitous. Gratuitous swearing, I'm not in favor of. I, I don't even like it when comedians use the F word too much. It's, a, it's just too gratuitous. But if you're genuinely mad about something that really should you should be mad about, yeah, let it go. That's what it's for. That's what swearing's for. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. YouTube, I hope. Bye for now. <laughs>